Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Back with Eddie and Rocky. So we're cooking up a special guest tomorrow. From what I gather. It has just been confirmed. We will have Don Jr. at 4.05 tomorrow. Excellent. And he'll, um, you know, lots to talk about. Obviously, uh, the president looks like he may be going home today and questions about his health and when did he get COVID and did he have COVID and is he suffering from COVID and did he beat COVID and all that sort of stuff and many questions we will talk to John Don Jr. about. Fair you're, enough. Your guy. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> no, this will be fun. I, uh, I this is a big get. He is, yeah, b- big get. And, um, and you guys are buddies, right? Oh I mean, yeah, I, we we hang out all the time. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I've I've met him and you know know him to a certain extent, but um, so yeah, well, uh, and he's you know really good uh, on the stump and all that sort of stuff. So uh, it'll be a good and very interesting interview. Put it that way. That's all we can ask for, right? <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> we're news getters, man. <laughs> that's, that's right, man. That's right. So, Rock, uh, how dumb are college kids? <laughs> Answer. Two Temple University students were hospitalized Saturday after falling from a, a four-story rooftop in uh, North Philadelphia. The uh, What were they doing on the rooftop, Ed? They were called to an off-campus apartment on the uh, 800 blah, blah, blah block of uh, two, uh, at 2 a.m. on Saturday. According to police, several Temple students were attending a party and gathered on the rooftop. Police say that uh, these two 19-year-old women were taking selfies. Oh, my. And and fell from the roof onto the sidewalk of a back alley. But but that's a thing, right? People, there was somebody last week, some, you know, one of these Instagram influencer people who was using a tree branch to, like, hang off a cliff. Right. And guess what happened? By now, 100 feet dead. I mean, it's, it's sad, but it, it means people want to get the perfect picture. Anything for the gram, Ed. You know that. And, well, that's uh, the thing. It's. I mean, come on, man. I everybody, you know, want the good picture, and yeah, you want your Instagram. It's all good, but man, to, to teeter on the brink of dying is not worth a picture. To me, it is. It shows how important. Fame and prestige is the people that I mean. People would literally risk death to get likes, right? Oh, it's totally death, become that way. Yeah, yeah. to get you know uh, that dopamine hit of the people. Wow, that's a great picture, and look at this, and blah 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 blah. It, it show it really shows the extent of, of where this goes. Well, in a related story, or not, this happened in Canada. It was reported a small group of teenage youths were lying in the center line of the road where wrapped in a sheet. They were all laying on the highway doing making TikTok videos. What were they what was the point of being wrapped in the sheet? Like they were dead bodies or something? Yeah. Oh. 
They, uh, it was reported they were blah, 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 blah. A second caller indicated that they observed the use was sheets or blankets over their heads. And as the caller drove by, the use ran out and sat down in the middle of the highway. And it turned out they were all making TikTok videos. Now, uh, that's not even, I don't even get what that's about. Did they get hit and killed? Nobody got hit or killed because oh, people were driving God. by going, Oh, Jesus. <laughs> See, but I mean, the the other risk, of course, is people will look at that, freak out, and swerve the wheel and, and hurt themselves. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, but kids, come on, man. I remember this was when I was God, when I was in high school. There was this football movie out called The Program. And if you were like in high school, I remember that movie yeah. around that time. This was it was like just all cool about football, but it was like the dirty side of college athletics. And the one guy was on steroids, and the one guy couldn't even spell his own name, but he was the best linebacker. And then he's going to the NFL, except he gets hurt with his knee, and then he never plays again. He can't buy his mom the house, and the quarterback is a transfer, and he's got an alcohol problem. And then the one running back is like an established veteran guy, but then the new freshman running back comes in, and they get into it. But ultimately, things work out. Great movie. But one of the scenes in it was, they and they want to pull it from the movie, but I saw the original where they go and they lie in the center line of, of the road there, just for, you know. To prove you're a man. Just to prove you're a man or yeah. just kind of get the giggles out of it kind of thing. But I guess kids did that. Of course, got killed. So they wound up pulling that that scene from the movie. But I saw the original. See, I, I don't know, man. I did all kinds of stupid crap when I was a kid. But coming near death, I guess I probably came near death and didn't even think about it. But right, that, but just doing dumb crap like that is is insane to me. There's certain things you you take calculated risks for in order to get an experience or you know attain something, right? You know, I went out on a football field, I could have gotten hit and broke my neck, but okay, calculated risk. But then there's risks you take that are dumb, and these are dumb ones. These aren't even close to being smart. <laughs> <laughs> when you. Well, you're just like teetering over the brink of a rooftop, a four-story rooftop, and you fall with, yeah. with, with a friend. What did you, one start to fall? So and called go, friend. Hey, yeah, yeah. Grab, grab the other one and fall down. Wow. Hell, yeah, I don't know. Again, it's, uh, there's so much, and you know this, you, your kids are that age. How much, and young kid people I talk to, the amount of self-worth that is received from Instagram following or social oh, media sure. following is yeah, yeah. that that is the number one thing that kids think about how many followers do i have how many likes did i get how many funny videos did i put out that i mean it's it's how you your entire self-worth is judged by that by that footprint and it's ridiculous it causes well, this sort of thing to happen i've told you my uh, my oldest son he uh he's got a little tiktok thing going and he thinks it's you know how many followers I have now? Yeah, see, I'm yeah. like, Jack, I could give two don't care, about it. Right? But <laughs> he thinks it's cool. And there are obviously too many kids who think that that's what it's about. That's the thing. I mean, you think like this sort of story coming out, people and kids especially would be like, oh, my God, we, we got to stop. Got to pump the brakes a little bit. But they come out all the time. Most of the stuff I end, uh, that I endanger myself by when I was a kid was driving. <laughs> you drove like an idiot? 
Oh yeah, oh, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but I mean, fast and you know, and we used to, you know, I used to hill hop and stuff like oh, that, which was never a big yeah. deal as far as I was concerned. But it was my mom and dad's car. I can't believe I bought them that thing out. <laughs> sparks flying. I mean, seriously, it was master of sparks, man. It was like two or three times, like douge, 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 and going about your way. Yeah. Well, I, I guess it's similar, but I feel like, I don't know, you're in a car. You know, you're kind of somewhat protected. You're not hanging off the side of a building. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, that, that kind of stuff is calculated. Right. I, I, I think... That was probably about a four or five on the danger scale. What these people are doing is like a hundred. It's just dumb. God, crazy. This conversation has me thinking about that movie, The Program, though, which is a great movie. I like I said, I remember that movie being out. I never saw it. Great line in the movie is they, you know, he's great. You know, the linebacker who's going to the NFL. He's they have this film session where they're like. You know, uh, you know, Alvin Mack. What, what do you do on this play? Like, well, I I, I slip to the shade side, then I blitz the B gap, unless the quarterback rolls. He just knows everything, right? But in his grades, he can't he can't read, right? And they taunt him. They say, I mean, you can't read. And goes, and he takes his shoe off like this. And he goes, you see this shoe? It says Adidas. And that proved he could read. What a great line. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a high bar. What? <laughs> well, then the linebacker, uh, what's his name in it? Um, Latimer. He would, he painted his face up like a skeleton and played like that, and he just dominated everybody. And then they found out he's on roids, and then he got off the roids, and he was going to play kind of clean. But then he got trucked, and he's like, I got to get back on the roids. So he goes and gets back on it, and they do a transfusion through his, you know what, to put clean urine back in his system. I can narrate this entire movie if you'd like. I, I or we can have Rob give the traffic. I was going to say, keep going. I'm spellbound. I, yeah, I bet. I'm spellbound. How many times have you seen that movie? Once. <laughs> Once? Certain things I just pick up on. Sounds know. like you wrote it. <laughs> Screenplay by Rob. And directed it and produced it. <laughs> From the UC Health Traffic Center, UC Health would like to remind you... Back with Eddie and Rocky, we were just talking about TikTok and wanted to get to this. So, yeah, but, yeah, before we get to that, we no, wanna... I was going to say, I'm, my bad, we have, yeah. we have a guest. Yeah, we got to get to our, our, our guest here at 350. Uh, Ray Joseph is joining us here. He is the general manager at Advanced Outdoors. They just opened up their new location there in Lebanon. They sell firearms, guns, ammunition, the whole deal. And, and Ray, we wanted to talk to you this week. We touched on this last week with you. Uh, about caliber when it comes to home defense or personal protection. You know, there's folks out there that say, if you have anything less than a 45, you're, you got, you're going too small. And then there's the folks that say, look, a well-placed 22 can do the job. What's your thoughts and opinions on what caliber is best for personal defense? But, you know, and once again, you have to be aware of your circumstances, where you're shooting, and, and really what you're trying to do with that. And one of the biggest mistakes people make they get hung up on the caliber instead of picking the right ammunition for the right firearm. So, you know, if you're buying a, a 380, for example, you know, you want to look at something like, and it's got a short barrel. Uh, you want to look at where, where am I defending myself? Am I out in the public or am I at home? 
And, uh, you know, the assailant at uh, this time of year is going to be wearing a heavy jacket or something like that. So a traditional hollow point bullet will actually plug up in the clothing and it will prevent it from doing what it needs to do. So you want to look at something like, you know, Hornady came out with the uh, uh, flex tip, which is a little red plug that goes in there that kind of expands as it's going through clothing. So it allows the, the bullet to do its job. So you want to make sure you get the right right bullet. The second part of that is make sure you pick the right ammunition for the right length of barrel. Because I'm telling you, Ray, Rock and I were talking about it. I'm a shotgun guy. You give me a 12-gauge and I'll straighten everything right out. <laughs> and a shotgun is a great firearm for personal defense at home. does tend to, you know, gather people's attention and, and actually scare a few people to walk around town with one. So once again, be aware of where you're at. You know, shotgun at home, double up buck, number four buck, a great, great tool for protecting yourself. It's not going to go through walls or go into your neighbor's house or anything like that. So it's it gives you a great opportunity to control where that round goes and allow you to do the job you want to do with, which is protect yourself from your home. Well, uh, if there's a if there's somebody in my house and they hear me rack that thing, <laughs> I, I think they're gone. I think they're going to go away. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, Ray. Nothing quiets a room down <laughs> like an eight seventy shotgun being racked. Uh, there's something about that sound. Yeah, there really is, man. There's just such just a really. I don't know, primordial, scary uh, sound with it, with that. Uh, Ray Joseph, join us. He's a general manager at Vance Outdoors. We're, we're talking caliber for personal and home defense. Now, now let me ask you this, because i got a buddy who, you know, he keeps a, a short-barreled two twenty three next to his bed. And, cause he, okay, this, and you're talking massive firepower, but I always say, okay, yeah, that's going to do the job, but it's also going to go through – one wall, two walls, three walls, and protect and potentially hit your daughter who's in the bedroom da- down down the other end of the house. There, right? I mean, there's such a thing as having too much gun, right? Absolutely, and you know, in the heat of that that exchange, you know, you, odds are a round or two is going to miss, and those rounds are going to penetrate walls, and and you know, you may go through two or three walls. Uh, you know, like I said, the whole thing is to pick a round that's going to get the job done that you want it to do. So if I'm looking for personal defense in my home, shotgun with double lot buck or with with a uh, number four buck is going to be really really good. Um, if you're looking at a handgun, you know nine millimeter I, to me is the premium firearm. It's got capacity, it's got stopping power, it's got you know light recoil, and it's they're actually fun to go out and shoot. So you know you're going to go practice with it, and practice with it, and practice with it, and the right round in that is as good as anything out there. So. Uh, but the key is picking the right round. You get those short-barreled guns, and then you get a bright muzzle flash, you're using the wrong bullet. Too much of your energy is being burnt in powder and not being transferred to that round, which has to be traveling to a certain velocity to do the job you want it to do. Right. That, that's a good point and something to think about. I, I'm a 9-millimeter guy. To, to your point, you want to use something that you tend to practice with, 9-millimeter when you can find it is, is cheaper ammunition. It's not too much recoil, but it can, the rounds they make these days in nine millimeter, I, I think are, are incredible for what they can do. But Ray, listen, we, we appreciate your time. Uh, love your, you know, the new place you got out there, Vance Outdoors out there in Lebanon. You guys do a great job and we, we appreciate you coming on here and talking some guns with us. Thank you. No, absolutely. And I enjoyed doing it. And you know, uh, you know, keep in mind, you know, even with the times the way they are, we've got the ammunition out there and we've got the staff that can help you match the right ammo to the right gun and actually match the right gun to what you're doing. All right. Thanks so much, buddy. All righty. Thank you. Ray uh, Joseph.
So coming up next, you know, as if restaurants and bars aren't having enough trouble, Rock, now, you know, they have the, those outside heaters. Right, it's starting to get cold, right, yep. especially around here. And it's- that's what's been helping a lot of people out, being able to eat outside. My wife and I just ate outside on Saturday. It was a nice day. You know, we, we don't have uh, many of those left. Right. But so, if you're a restaurant owner, I'm sure you're like, right. hey, let's order a bunch of these things. But there's a but, right? No, there's a but. Apparently, there are all there 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 are none. They're like toilet paper. They're hard to find, right? <laughs> Crazy. I can whip up a couple of those in my garage. Ed, you come over. We'll fashion one up. We'll make a fortune. You pour a bunch of kerosene in a <laughs> trash can. <laughs> That's you That gets the job done, right? I mean, come on. We'll talk to a local bar restaurant owner about it next. But now the news, 700 WLW. Rock, let's face it, the bars and restaurants have had a real tough time the last, what, six months? Yeah, you got to give those guys, every one of them, credit for getting creative and you know and putting up the extra ppe and then the plastic and the this and expanding outside and doing all those sorts of things but it just hasn't been easy the whole way and now is especially in this area of the, of the country as temperatures start to get colder they got to want to stay outside because that's how you can get more capacity right right we might have a few more decent days to be outdoors right. but man it's Few and far between. Right, so they make those awesome propane heat things. That, right, I mean, those I, heat lamp things. Yeah, yeah. I, I have one, um, and actually I found, and uh, it works. It works great. But uh, I guess apparently restaurants are finding these things are not easy to come by anymore. That's a problem. Let's talk to our friend uh, Jim Mooring from the Holy Grail uh, downtown in the banks. And Jim, is this a problem for you guys? Or have you talked to other people about this? Yeah, it, it's been kind of known in our industry for about the last two weeks that, uh, you know, they are hard to come by. They are, you know, depending on who you talk to, they either sold out or the manufacturing capacity was cut uh, overseas before they started coming in. And uh, we uh, were one of the lucky ones. We, uh, we got five or six of them that we had from last year. We supplemented them. And, uh, you know, with, with our concept. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Up with the garage doors, as I've been telling anybody that'll listen, dress warm. We are, <laughs> we're going to try to we are going to try to extend this thing with the garage doors up, and you know, use utilize the patio. Uh, yesterday was a perfect example of it. You know, uh, for the Bengals game, you know, we opened at 10. It was a little bit chilly. By about 10.30, we opened up the garage doors, cranked the heaters up, and, you know, it wound up having a great day till that rain kind of blew in. It kind of kind of hurt us after the game, but, you know, it's one of those things where, as you and I, you guys you know, have been nothing but great in talking about this, you know, it's, it's, it's going to be an issue. And, you know, everybody, I think, in our industry is doing the math right now. It's, all right, 
Is it worth it to try to tent in patios? Is it worth it to try to go on the streets? Is it worth it to try to put the electric heaters up? You know, and everybody is uh, doing their due diligence, and we did it about a month or so ago, three weeks ago, and what we have decided is, you know, we got the stand-up propane heaters. We're just going to march forward with those and not try to enclose the outside and or put up electric heaters. There are some electric heaters you can do, but um, evidently, according to my <laughs> mechanical engineer and my electrician, would cost me about $4,000 a month to try to get, you know, to really, yeah, to really try to do the patio the way it should be done. So. Right. You know, I think it's buttoned down the hatches for all of us and try to power our way through. Now, what are these, if you, if you don't mind me asking, these, you know, kind of uh, propane space heater things, what do those run? They're not cheap either, right? No, they're, they're not. You know, we um, <laughs> we bought some uh, when they first started coming out, and we uh, happened to be playing golf down at Hilton Head, saw these great things probably 10 years ago, 8 years ago, and they were at that point about 900 bucks a piece. And they've come down. They're three, four hundred dollars now. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you got to hit the right ones too. There's some of them that don't put out. You know, the, the glass tubes look great, but they don't put out as much heat as kind of the tulip ones do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've experimented all, you know, through a bunch of them. But um, you know, it, it's it's an investment, and a lot of people don't. You know, like I said, you know, we're trying to figure out the electric heat. Uh, do you, you know, capital right now is is in short supply and what is the most prudent thing to do and i think everybody's kind of doing their own thing right now trying to figure out what 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 to do we're talking you know? to, to jim mooring uh, from the holy grail downtown and jim what where where do you stand right now as far as business goes uh, are you seeing uh, some influx from the uh, bingo i mean you know yeah i don't know if that's if you're going to get a lot from that but people come in and watch the games and whatnot you know the, the last six weeks uh has been an uptick um, for we, we kind of hit a September was kind of momentous for us. We actually got to about 40% of what we did last year in sales, which is just a huge step wow. in, the, in the right direction. I, you know, and I have no idea what's going to happen, you know, November. I think it really is going to be so weather dependent. But, you know, if you look at everything through the nation and, and the different surveys that are out, you know, Open Table tells us that, you know, we're still about 45% off from where we were. Uh, in March to people eating out, and that ties in with a couple of national surveys that, you know, say that roughly 45 to 50% of the people still are not comfortable going out to restaurants. So, you know, you, you tie the whole thing together, and, you know, it, it's uh, it legitimately is hold on, you know, try to get through to, uh, you know, next March, April, May, whatever that is. And, you know, what we're doing at the banks right now is we're trying to look forward to next April, and start moving forward to see if we can do this, the, uh, you know, shutting down the streets and expanding our footprints out more and more, um, you know, into the streets, out on our sidewalks, and really look forward to next year to trying to expand all of our capacities that way to make up for the, uh, the social distancing uh, that we need to do. Well, I, and, and Jim, I, I almost hate to say this, but I feel like the restaurants and bars that can do what you're doing, just manage. It's not going to be perfect, but let's get through it. Let's make a little bit of profit. Let's but just just grind, right? Yep. There's going to be a lot of restaurants and bars that go by the wayside, but if you can make it till next March, April, May, you're going to be in in the and you know in the, in it good, right? Because there's not yeah. going to be as many out there, and when people do flood back, their, their options are going to be fewer, and they're going to go to the ones that have found a way to make it through, and that's presumably you guys and another handful of restaurants, correct? Yeah, you know, and obviously we don't want anybody to go under, um, but it, it's been 
very humbling. The folks in Cincinnati have been nothing but great to us. The support has been absolutely phenomenal and humbling. And I got to tell you, the amount of staff that we've been able to keep through this roller coaster, I can't say enough great things about our staff, our managers keeping it together, because it's been hard. You know, it's been hard on them just as it's been hard on us. You know, they don't know week to week, you know, how much they're going to make in tips. They don't know, you know, unfortunately, what the government's going to do. You know, and I, I keep on telling them, leave those things to me. Let me, you know, fight those fights, get out in front of it, and hopefully, you know, Congress kind of gets their stuff bag together, their act together quickly after the election and get money out to, to some of the businesses and smaller businesses that truly need it. And, you know, it's just, it's uh, it's been a roller coaster. You know, you, you just jump on the back of the bull and you, you ride it and you try to steer it as best you can at this point. So, Jim, I, I saw a thing the other day um, that in New York City, maybe up to 50% of the bars and restaurants are going to evaporate during all this. Mm. Do you have any? Uh, any... I, I've, I've been hearing it's a higher number. The, the, the restaurant really? association says it's going to be more, it's going to be higher than that. Wow. And, that, you know, the, the urban cores are the ones who've really taken the hit. And, you know, you're, you're taking the hit just overall. But what has happened in the urban cores is you lost your lunches. You don't have the, the, the traffic that you used to see for right. people working in the offices, uh, working around downtown. And, you know, everybody, you know, everybody looks at like our place and a couple other places, but there, you know, there are places, you know, small diners. That's all they did was lunches. That are, that are just, you know, they've gone away. And, you know, I think everybody now is trying to figure out what, what places are shut down permanently, which ones are te- temporary, and, you know, who's going to be the, the, the entrepreneur or the landlord to try to bail them out. You know, we've been fortunate where we're at. Our landlord's been great with us. The city's been working great with us. Um, you know, the, the entire city, from the mayor down, have been trying to do everything they can to move things forward. And, you know, they're, they're, they're stretched right now, too. But it's not like they got a ton of money. They're, everybody's operating at a deficit. And, um, you know, it'll, it'll flush itself out. But I, I think New York City, from what I'm hearing, it's closer to like a 70 to 75%. Is that right? Well, I mean, New York is having the, the phenomenon, too. There's like a million people projected are going to leave New York, especially right. New York City, just because of, you know, the crime and the riots and the high taxes and all that. So that, they got it well, two and, or three different ways coming. City. You know, Chicago just opened up, and they're only allowed to do twenty five percent. And honestly, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if you reopen at that point. You know, I, I know we wouldn't have been able to. So it's been. You know, I, I think it's every major city, and you know, I think it's every urban core right now is really kind of feeling it more than most because you know, when you're out in the suburbs, you didn't see that big of a lunch. You know, it was right. never a, a, a profit driver. You know, you're open, but you know, downtown the lunches were meaningful. And when you got the small places around the P&Gs and, uh, you know, American Financial and Great American, there, there are, you know, it, it was meaningful. And you take that across to every major city in the United States, there's a, there's a lot of pain out there. But I think, you know, as we said, uh, you know, there are, there are great operators, there are great people, and I think, you know, we get some help. I think everybody kind of gets through it. Um, and, you know, it, it's just, it's, it, it sucks for everybody right now, right? And for our industry and concert industry, you know, you're you're getting hurt worse. You know, the service industries right now are getting absolutely decimated. And, you know, I I think they all come back. It's just a matter of 
you know, that spot on the corner maybe it may have a different owner, and it may have a different chef now, and it may be a different concept. You know, and, and you know, things will adapt. People will get there. Yeah, you know, it's just a matter of when. All right, Jim, with that, we will let you go. Thanks so much, buddy. Thank you, guys. Be good. Yeah, take Thanks, care, Jim. and we'll see you on opening day. You know that. I oh, hope God. so. Golly. <laughs> right. Jim, Thanks, Jim. Jim uh, Mooring from the Holy Grail on the Banks. So you say you want to open a restaurant. I, I mean, everybody out there, at one point, even just a little bit, you've thought, oh, Bobby, i got a great concept. For I don't a know bar. a person who, uh, that, <laughs> right. there's n- none of my friends haven't said, you know what, I could run a, I can oh, do this I better than this. That. It, it sucks. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and yeah, of course, we've all thought that in the back of our head. Ah, oh, i got to take this place over and make it oh, a home run. Change this, Good luck do that. To you. How hard could it be? Yeah, because look. The one thing that everybody has to do, if you're a living, breathing human being, you got to eat, right? Absolutely. So you figure you got you got that covered. You got that 100% of people need to eat. And then you say, well, most people also want some form of entertainment. You combine the two, come to my restaurant. How Damn. hard could it be? And then COVID hits. I can't even imagine. Jeez. God bless those people, man. Uh, we, check in, we check in with traffic now. Rob, what's going on? From the UC Health Traffic Center, UC Health would like to remind you of the Bar Justice. Back with Eddie and Rocky. So, Rock, do you remember the last time you checked something out from the library? Oh, my God. What a great question. Because I do not. Uh, I I had to be in probably high school, maybe. I I hate to say it. God, was it college? Was it when I checked a book out of in college? I, mean, I, I still read when I can. I do, I do a lot of audio books because I, I digest it better when I hear it versus read it. But right. I still read some, but checking a book out of the library, golly, I'm ashamed to say. In Britain, a British uh, library said someone returned a pair of books, and uh, including one of the original Thomas the Tank Engine books. Really? Oh, my, my son Bo used to love Thomas. Oh, mine too, man. It was... Uh... It's a long story, but Jack was way into it, and then his little brother came along, and he was like Godzilla on his little wooden track, and <laughs> it didn't end well. But uh, these books were returned to this library 48 years what? after the original due date. <laughs> I love this. This is in uh, Hampshire, England. Uh, said the books were mailed to the library along with an apologetic note from a person who checked them out uh, 48 years ago. Blah, 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 blah. The uh, note said, we inadvertently took these with us when we moved from uh, Basingstoke in 1972. (laughs) Please accept my apologies for the late return of these items. And it was signed, Andy. The library said the late fees for the books would total over (laughs) (laughs) $10,800. That'd be the best if they they sent them the overdue notice just to be funny. Like, ah, we're, we're just kidding. Can you imagine? I mean, thousand uh, dollars for a Thomas the Tank Engine book. Well, that's you know, that's you got to admit that's pretty cool for somebody just finally have that little tinge of a conscience where they just said, "I got to send this back." That's good. That's cool. I'm glad they did that. Well, when you know when you go to college, you know how expensive the college books are. Oh, Golly, man. I've still I've still got some at home. I don't even know why. I think I'm keeping them out of spite because I like spent so much money for them. I don't need that philosophy book anymore. But 
Damn it, I Damn spent it. $200 <laughs> that cost, for it. Yeah, that cost 80 bucks. I told you a story about uh, my freshman year where I burned my chemistry book because I hated that yes. class so much. Yes. I got the cops called on me. Yeah, that was a good story. Uh, thank God it's all online now, and I'm sure they figure out a way to charge it for that, Correct. too. But I don't know. We got news now. ABC is coming up. But now it's our news. 700 WLW. So, Rock, the president apparently is coming home from the hospital today. How about that, man? Friday, he's going, he's got COVID, he's going to the hospital, and he's going to die, and this and that. And what is like, you know, 48, 72 hours later, he's coming home. Great news for the country. With the uh, very latest, Inez de la Catera from uh, ABC. Inez, what do we have? So, we have the president uh, tweeting that he will be leaving Walter Reed today at 6.30 p.m. He wrote he is feeling really good. He also wrote, don't be afraid of COVID. Don't let it dominate your life. So those uh, two statements getting a, a lot of pushback from critics who say, you know, 200,000 Americans have died from COVID-19, and it's easy for the president to, to tell them to don't let it dominate your life when they're struggling with very uh, with a very real pandemic. Um, so that's something that's getting a, a little bit of traction. And then you did have Dr. Sean Connolly confirming that the president would be released. He also spoke to reporters this morning, gave an update on the president's uh, health status and talked about how the president was doing well. But the doctor also declining to answer certain kind of specific questions from reporters that had to do with, uh, you know, for instance, he was asked about, you know, what kind of drugs the president was on, and he declined to, to answer that. He was asked about the president's lung scans, declined to answer that, and he uh, cited HIPAA laws. And right, so he said course. it was the, the patient's right to uh, keep that information private. Right. I and mean, Yeah, covered by HIPAA there. But what I thought was great when Dr. Conley talked about, you know, the folks are saying, oh, is he coming home too early? And he said, look, all patients, no matter what they have, we want to get them out of the hospital as quickly as possible, right? You know, you don't have to be here longer than they are if, if, if they have to be. The longer you are at the hospital, usually the worse things are. So I think it's great. Get him home, right? That's right. And they did say that he would be still, you know, cared for with uh, the world's best physicians uh, at the White House um, so that it's not like, you know, as if he was going home to just ignore the virus. He's still going to be treated and cared for while he's there. Um, the doctor also said that the president was not entirely out of the woods yet so that he would, and that for that reason, he would continue to receive, quote, world-class medical care. So, um, and he did note, we should point out, he did note that there was, the president had no fever in 72 hours, and that he would be receiving another dose of remdesivir before being discharged. And as what do we know about the first lady? I haven't heard uh, word one on her. She is doing better. We did get an update from her. Uh, she did uh, tweet out this morning that she was doing better, feeling better, and she also said that she would not be leaving the White House to not put others at risk. So that had some wondering if, you know, maybe that was a bit of a dig at her uh, uh, husband. Uh, but she is, uh, you know, saying that she is feeling good and she has postponed all upcoming engagements. All right. With that, we'll let you go. Thanks so much, Inez. Thank you. Thank you. And as De La Catera from ABC. Great news. And I mean, look, and everyone, you know, got, got to listen to the professionals, right? Listen to the scientists. That's what they always say. And if the scientists, the doctors say the president is healthy enough to go home and he's not at risk of this and that or getting anybody else sick, then we got to listen to him. I, I agree.
So, Rock, you you know you live there on the Ponderosa, and you're you're off the grid basically, except modified double wide. Is that what we're correct? Going to say? Exactly. With uh, next time you go house shopping, it's going to be a while for you because you got your three little that's, uh, that's little the plan. Yes. and uh, your menagerie of pets and whatnot. Because <laughs> uh, I'm thinking about uh, going for this, the. House from Silence of the Lambs. I saw this. Is up for sale. And it doesn't look as creepy as it did in the movie. Yeah, it's uh on it's for sale right now for two hundred and ninety eight five. Not you know. But and it's on it's it's it, I didn't know I because the um as I recall that the uh, the scene was in West Virginia, but this is actually in Pennsylvania. Right, correct. In uh, uh, Periopolis, Pennsylvania, it's on almost two acres of land. So, you know, you get your uh, money's worth there. There are, I believe it was, yeah, four bedrooms. And you you don't have the hole in the basement where... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Or the, uh, you know, if you don't use the lotion, you get the hose uh, <laughs> treatment was. Get the lotion on skin or else it gets the hose again. Yes. Cor- correct. Because uh, that was in a different, completely different location, right? They, they did that on a sound On a set. Okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. But the house is the house. Can you imagine, like, owning that house and you all of a sudden get a call one day, but, hey, we got this movie, and of all the houses in the world we could pick, we want to film a house, a story about a mad serial killer in your home. We think you got the perfect house. Now, would that would that creep you out? My wife wouldn't touch that oh, house. Oh, hell no. I know. That's the same with me. And for me, I think they're, I mean, look, it's you know, nice house, two acres of land. I, it wouldn't deter me, and there, there'd be a little cool factor in there. Yeah, I'd, I'd do it. What about you? Yeah, I, pro- I, I would. I mean, why not? But you know what? Would The only reason I would think about not doing it is because I, I, I guarantee you there's every goofy, weirdo tourist in the world. That's a great point. Who's out taking pictures of your house or sitting on your front porch or, you know, peering in your window trying to figure out where Buffalo Bill <laughs> Buffalo Bill that is damage, you know. <laughs> and I'll tell you, that's a very good point, and that honestly might deter me. But to me, that this is much more doable house than one, say, that, like an actual real Serial killer, murderer. Like Dahmer's house. Right, exactly. No, I wouldn't do that. No. Right. No. But apparently in the past, I, I had not heard this. It was on the market in 2016. Uh, PETA offered to buy it and turn it into an empathy museum where visitors could wear the skin of mistreated animals, just like Buffalo Bill was trying to do with... Uh, Are you what, kidding what's me? Her, what's her name in the hole there? So you, so you could go there and wear like that's where you could wear the the furs have, and the. I have no idea. I don't know what the point of that was. 
You're just going to go out of here. The point is, so we talk about Peter. Here, but... hang, hang around in this uh, house where they shot uh, Silence of the Lambs and wear a mink coat. I don't know. Now, now what was the house here? Um, one of the What's that movie about the, the drugs that Michael Douglas was in where the house it was filmed here in Cincinnati? Traffic. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if that house, if, if they get a lot of that, like you said, the people that come by and want to see the house and stuff. That was a good movie, by the way. Um. Yeah, I gotta watch that. I know. I Where was that? Wasn't that, that like in Indian Hill or yeah, something like that? Well, in your house, was it? No, no. There were there were a couple <laughs> of movies that were shot here. I mean, there was when I lived in uh, shoot when I first moved down to when I first started working at EBN. I lived in uh, Mount Lookout there, mm-hmm. and they were shooting. They had shot a movie with Melanie Griffith uh, right around the down the street. Mil- Milk money, yeah, right down the street there. And what was the um, the the scene in Rain Man where that walking down the driveway with the trees? That, that was uh, a, yeah. like a. It's a Northern Kentucky. I forget. But. Okay, where the uh, oh god, where the nuns live, right? Yeah, I, I went to a retreat over there back in the, in high school. Really? High school. Yeah. Where where is that? Because I mean, I, I know it's it I know it's in Northern Kentucky. I just don't. I I have no clue. Unless I'm totally making this up, I feel I feel like I've I know I've been there. In this life or a former one, I don't know. Let's uh, let's let's talk to Rob about it. Rob, do you know where that uh, where that house uh, where, where that uh, what Rock's talking about here? And yeah, I did. I can't remember where it was. Um, Get was, the, it, was it was uh, it was it somewhere near Davu Park? Hold on, I'm using the internet machine here. Hold on. It was up on a hill, right? Oh, God. Yeah, it was. Um, hold on. Can't get it here. Yeah, it was. Uh, was it Saint Anne Covenant? Is that is that correct? Well, that, I, mean, I couldn't be the wrong guy. Couldn't be sure. Uh, I'll figure. I'll figure it out. I'll get back to you after the break. What were you doing hanging out in a nunnery, by the way? No, we had a. Rocky had fully admitted he was sent away as a teenager. Yeah, you want to have a wild time anyway? No, it was where we had some retreats. It was a my junior year. I think it was a hands across the campus group I was a part of, but we had a retreat there. It was good. It was cool. Is he saying that word "retreat" with air quotes? It's kind of. It was a drug fueled rager. Okay, at the same same government. Back in the day, we called a retreat. <laughs> you kids better behave yourselves, or I'm going to send you on a retreat. Uh, I'm going to get a call from both Saint X and Saint Anne's here after the show. So There's going to be a lot of rapid of knuckles with a ruler on that. Uh, <laughs> oh, from the UC Health Traffic Center, UC Health would like to remind you. So the nunnery mystery has been solved. Yes, is um, it is Saint Anne's. And, uh, and it's in uh, Melbourne, Kentucky, off of, off of Route 8 there. I guess, like, what, 10 miles um, away from, um, okay, well, like, Newport Newport, there? yeah. But it's but is it on the river? Um, I believe... Overlooking the river? I mean, you know, there's... What's the one place that you can see from Ohio that's up on the... Uh, it's on the edge of the uh, hillside there in Kentucky. Shoot! No, I know we're just going to open a can of worms. I was going to say gonna, now we're yeah. going to get some a million other people calling in, but, but nonetheless, I, right? Yeah. But I do know. And then, side note, uh, that 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 scene there is on the cover of the box of the movie. It's it's that right. driveway there at St. Yeah. Anne's with those big oak trees there. Now, I was at a retreat there and retreat. 
1997, <laughs> say. Okay. And all those cool trees um, were removed like in 2008. I, I don't know if they had like a disease or I something, but they were all taken down. When you said yeah. that, I seem to remember that. I think they were diseased and they took them out. Right. But that was, you know, that's that's iconic, that, that scene in Rain Man. Oh, yeah, that's cool. And then it got to you and I talking about how much how much damn money Tom Cruise has made since like 1982, <laughs> and it's sick. We look up his net worth, it's $570 million. Over a half a billion dollars. Which, which I, I think is light. I think he has to make 20-plus million a movie, and he's been doing that since mid-'80s. Well, he has got that. He's sitting on that Top Gun movie. They finished that movie, I think, shoot, True. probably almost a year ago, and now they're just waiting to put these movies out. And now you see that some of the cinemas are are shutting down because, well, hell, there's no movies coming out. No movies coming out, exactly. Now the other thing I want to try to think of is, is the restaurant in the in in Rain Man. Was that also? I'm trying to look this up here. Wasn't that used? That was Pompilio's. Okay. All right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Right. Which I, I I need to revisit uh, soon. I haven't been there in a while. I think I've ever been there. I know the place, but I don't think I've ever been there. Ah, oh, you got it. Oh man, that's that's good, good stuff eating. right yeah. there. Now <laughs> I got I got I try to stay away from the pasta, man, because it just it it packs. goes right to the hips. It really does, and I <laughs> you know my butt's just so giant. It's like Scotty's downtown. Love me some Scotty's. It's great. They have great food and all that stuff. But man. It's uh, hell on because I, I, I can I can really put away some pasta now. Oh yeah, that sauce and stuff. Get yourself some garlic bread. Bye now. Forget it. <laughs> Forget about it. So, Rock, uh, what do you think about this? Dolly Parton for her seventieth seventy fifth birthday is thinking about posing for Playboy. Well, now this will be interesting because you've heard the long kind of um, urban legend about her, right, with her tattoos? No, I have not. So th- this is a thing going on in Nashville when I was when I was living down there. It was, the rumor is that she has, like, sleeve tattoos from her wrist over her entire chest and body. I have never heard now, that. Now, you know, it sounds crazy, but I defy you to find a picture of her before 1970 where she's wearing a shirt that shows her arms. Find it. And then you won't find it is the point. See, now I got to look that up. Yeah. But is that something you want to see? Dolly uh, naked at 75 in Playboy. <laughs> tattoos or no tattoos? Just I, doing, oh, what the hell? I'll check it out. Why not? She said she would uh, do it as long as it was in, quote, good taste. She's so. great, by the way. I met her once ah, down there. She I love a cute Dolly, little thing. Oh, yeah, she's yeah, the yeah. best. Yeah. So we'll uh, see if that happens. I don't know if the world wants that or not, but the possibility you, I, is out there floating around. I, I think you, we may see that she has a, the, the sleeve tattoos, and I've also heard that she actually doesn't have, she's actually like like shaved bald hair, and that's all a, a wig. I've heard that as well from people in the music business. Well, I know she wears a wig, but I didn't. No, I... Bald, she's shaved? That's, that's, that's the rumor. It's a rumor. I'm telling <laughs> you, these are people, people I trust down in Nashville. <laughs> I drink all the time, but I can trust them. <laughs> We're going to have to keep an eye out for this, folks, because I really want to see it now. We're going to be talking to Dave Latham about those Cincinnati Bengals.
yesterday. But now it's the news, news radio, 700 WLW. Jump in the shower. Bengals win, Bengals win. That was a pretty definitive win, too. You know, that game was in hand by the, you know, third quarter there, and they brought it home, Ed. Let's talk to our good friend uh, Dave Lapham about it. Lap, so very impressive yesterday. It was, the second half was very impressive. Uh, defense had another lapse uh, with less than a minute to play in the first half. They allowed the Jacksonville Jaguars to get on the field and kick a field goal to take a lead that they shouldn't have had, but the offense came out of the locker room on fire. Touchdown, defense three and out, second touchdown to control the football game, and uh and, you know, easy win down the stretch. I want to ask you specifically about the offensive line because the, the only big difference was Alex Redman, who the Bengals cut at the beginning of the season, right? He'd been around here for a little while. They cut him, brought him back, I believe, last week. He goes and plays the right guard position, and the line looked pretty good. What did you see specifically out of Alex Redman? Physicality. I mean, Alex Redman is a guy that uh, you'd appreciate a rocker. He'd probably be a pain in your side. When he when he blocks people, he or, or worse places he than your side. He 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 finishes now. I mean this this yeah. guy is one of those one of those dudes that is just he doesn't want to just block you. He wants to try to dominate and embarrass you. He's he's got that type of mentality. So he, he brought a little bit of that to the table, you know. And uh, was he perfect? Now far from it. He hadn't played at all in training camp. He had an injury. Had an injury to his elbow. He'd missed a good part of uh, you know the year before. Um, so, you know, the, I, that was the biggest reason. The biggest reason was they couldn't rely on, you know, accountability is the biggest ability they have and, and reliability with respect to injury. And he did just couldn't, it just wasn't there enough. So they made that decision and, uh, nobody picked him up out there. So it was a wake up call for him. Bengals brought him back. He agreed to come back from the practice squad, showed that he was healthy and, and he made, he made a difference. And, uh, and he played with Bobby Hart for a full season at right guard before he was let go. He's got, that was his 18th start at uh, the guard position, right up in the offensive line. He's a right left guard. So he does have some experience. And, and uh, he, and, he and Bobby Hart and Trey Hopkins, uh, they'd all played uh, together for a period of time. So that, that does make, you know, does make a little bit of a difference. But they got miles to go before they rest. Now, I don't want to disparage the Jaguars, but. You know, the first three games, the Bengals faced at least one, in most cases, two pro bowlers on every defensive line. I mean, they, they went to a gun with the defensive lines. Jacksonville didn't have anything like that, and that's why I thought it was a litmus test. You know, you don't have any pro bowlers in your offensive line, obviously. They didn't have them on their defensive line. Who's mm-hmm. better? And those old line was better, but you know, now you go back to reality. The interior with Alex Redman and, and, uh, and company on the inside, all they got is Calais Campbell and uh, Brandon Williams. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, that's tough. Easy job, yeah. So, yeah, uh, right. <laughs> so the offensive line play lap uh, that did that open it up for Mixon, or was just Mixon? He's been ready to blow up. It did open it up. You know, there's uh, there's no question that Joe Mixon had to make. I mean, Joe Mixon was making his first cut in his own backfield way many times. You know, and right. I don't care if you have a Hall of Fame back; he's making his first cut. You know, yard, two yards, three yards behind the line of scrimmage. He's probably making a hell of a run sometimes to get back to the line of scrimmage, you know. And and they got him past the line of scrimmage. And when that big son of a gun gets his pad squared up and he's at a full head of steam, whoo, man, he can bring it now. Mm-hmm. He's got the size-speed ratio that's as good as there is in the league. And, uh, and he'll, he'll lower those shoulder pads and finish. And 
he he got on, on you know he gained some momentum. A guy like that gained some momentum and really starts to feel like Superman. He can do some crazy things. Uh, Lab, one thing I, I tweeted about during the game as I was watching it, and, and I want you to correct me if you saw something different. It, it looked to me like, uh, especially late, but throughout the game, the Bengals, what, what, it's like when they would pass, they would be in five wides and they're spreading the field out. Now, when they ran, they, they'd pack everything in the phone booth, right? They'd get the the tight end going, maybe get an H-back and get a tight split by a wide receiver. So you get every, all the Jaguars defenders packed in tight, and what that does is you add more gaps. Right, instead of an A, B, and a C gap, right now there's a D and an E gap, right, and you, right. You're, you're testing right. whether the defense knows their gap responsibilities and where their leverage is. And it looked like that's what was happening to me. And all Joe needed was a little bit of a crease, and all of a sudden the guys that maybe a little bit out of a gap, boom, and it was gone. Did you see the same thing? Yeah, I mean that, that's a that's a fair point. And uh, and, and the other thing they were doing is uh, you know they were they were creasing you know Jacksonville between the tackles, hammering it up inside. Redmond had a big block on Joe Mixon's 23-yard touchdown run. So, you know, they're, they're hitting him between the tackles. Jacksonville kind of like, you know, clouds the box a little bit, particularly with that formation. Then you get Tyler Boyd blocking a, uh, you know, a slot corner, and the other corner loses leverage. Yeah, Giovanni Bernard, you know, like, you know, he ran up in there like he was going to go inside and bounce, bounce outside for 11 yards. No edge set, no corner support whatsoever. Joe Mixon says, hell yeah, two plays later, he does the same thing. A little different look to the formation. He starts up inside like he's going to hammer the tackles again. Because it's 34 yards outside. Corner was terrible on those two snaps. He gave up. Literally, he was responsible for 45 yards in a, in a touchdown on two snaps by not uh, having any run support in the corner. So, you know, when you can hammer him inside, outside, also to do some, uh, you know, some jet sweep stuff, and they ran in reverse, and they tried to spread, you know, spread the defense out a little bit that way, then hammer him inside when they were soft. When they turned it up inside, hit the edges. I thought they had a pretty good game plan overall. What about Joe Burrow, guys? Another 300-yard game. That's pretty impressive. First rookie to have three straight 300-yard or more passing games uh, since 1950. It's a long time ago. <laughs> Man, his, the last, his last three games have been really good. I mean, you look at yesterday's game. He had a touchdown taken off the board to Tyler Boyd because of a holding call, you know, that, that uh, was, you know, was, was a tough thing on a twist up inside Trey Hopkins that called for holding. And then Drew Sample, the ball hits him right in the squish, right in yeah. the face mask. He didn't have a face mask. He breaks his nose. Ball's right on the money. <laughs> and, he, and, he, and, you know, it comes off the face mask. He juggles it, never has possession. And, and Miles Jack makes a great play. But, but so you have no interceptions, three touchdowns. You know, I mean, he he's looking at a much different dynamic than two touchdowns and an interception in that uh, in that passer rating. You know, so his passer rating was like ninety mid nineties. It would have been like one hundred and thirty, one hundred and forty. If uh, you know, you don't you take the interception where you give him a touchdown and you give him another touchdown without the penalty. You know, he's got more completions, more touchdown passes, no turnovers, and but that's the way it is. That's the in the National Football League. But yeah, he is he's. I'm telling you, man, that kid, when he went to football school, whenever it was, he took uh, gifted and talented classes, man. He was an advanced placement. <laughs> that, dude's, that dude's mind is he's got a beautiful football mind. I'm telling you, he's something else. No question. One thing I also like, Dave, was the contributions we're getting are from 
the more younger guys on the team, you're seeing T. Higgins get involved, right? Draft pick. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This year, Tyler Boyd, he's been here a few years, but still a younger guy. He's contributing. Drew Sample got involved in, in the past game defensively. Jordan Evans, made, I thought he had a really good day at the linebacker position. Jesse Bates drafted just a few years ago, making a big impact. So it, it's the younger Folks on this team that are showing up and they're showing up on tape and showing up on the TV screen, I, I think that has to have a lot of Bengals fans excited. You know, Rock, I think you make a great point. You know, Logan Wilson is down with a concussion. Yeah. Jordan Evans gets 12 snaps on defense. He has an interception and a sack and 12 snaps. That's pretty good production, man. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Jesse Bates, you know, he reads it early, you know, gets, gets his hand in there, deflection. Jordan Evans was blitzing. He turns and runs around to the football. Good things happen. He locates the tip ball, picks it off, you know, and then he got a sack. And yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I think I think Jesse Bates has got great range. Very athletic guy. Very very smart. You know, he's the guy that's making the calls in the huddle. He's he's got a lot uh, a lot going for him. They they are. There's the younger players. I think are starting to. Uh, Jonah Williams, in my mind, watching him now again. You know, he, he wasn't going against pro bowlers like maybe necessarily the first three games. But he, every week he gets better. You know, it's not a case where he regresses. Every week he is perfect. Nobody's perfect. But he learns from his mistakes. He gets better every single week. I think there are a few guys that fall in that category. The other thing that impressed me in that game, whenever you have a back do what Joe Mixon did, not only the offensive line but the tight ends, the receivers, they all blocked their butt off on the perimeter, man. Yeah. And the two runs we were talking about earlier with Giovanni Bernard and Joe, the touchdown, Tyler Boyd, you know, did a hell of a job in the slot corner. And that, that'll turn five-yard runs into 50-yard runs, you know, when you handle uh, the next level of blocking and on the perimeter and stuff. And that, I thought, you know, it like, takes all 11 guys to, to stop the run defensively. It takes usually 10. Most quarterbacks aren't involved unless you're playing the Baltimore Ravens and it's 11 on 11, but everybody's going to do their job. And speaking of the Ravens, it's uh, Bengals at Ravens come Sunday. I think that's going to tell, that's going to tell a lot of tales right there. No question. I mean, the Ravens had 13 guys playing the Pro Bowl last year. 13. Jeez. I, I mean, not know that. Jacksonville had one DJ Chark who made the Pro Bowl last year, a wide receiver. I mean, they're, you know, it, it, it's unbelievable. And they, they, Marshall Yonder retired. Okay, well, there's one. But they pick up Calais Campbell. I'm a multiple-time pro bowler. You know, it's like, I'm telling you, man, they, they, everywhere you look, pro bowler here, pro bowler there. It's unbelievable. Lap, thanks so much. So coming up, you you're, you and Lance are teaming up. Yeah, we got uh, we got Bengals line tonight. Um, we got Zach Taylor, of course. We got Darren Simmons. We got a couple of alums. We have Anthony Windows. David Fultz, you're talking about it a little bit. Nice. And a whole host of players, uh, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, and a bunch of others. Great, Lap. Thanks a lot, buddy. All right, guys. Have a great one. Thanks, brother. So. They, they lap once again live from the, uh, the, the bunker. Exactly. <laughs> so here's the thing. You, you wimp, you wussy. Yeah. 
I think it's time for you to put the pads back on <laughs> and get out there on the field. What are you? Only 40. Yeah. How about Tom Brady yesterday? Uh, ageless. Brady, 30 for 46, 369, five touchdowns at 43. Getting her done. Hey, you know. He's got the diet. And he's got the supermodel wife. That can't hurt. You know, rub down at night. You know. He's yeah. doing okay. I, I've always said that I, I think I feel like Peyton Manning is more likable than Tom Brady because everyone looks at Tom Brady and goes, okay, you know, arguably or not, best quarterback of all time, six Super Bowl rings, right. ungodly amounts of money, right. supermodel wife. Right. Come on, man. Good looking. He looks like a male yeah, model good, himself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, good looking dude. He's doing <laughs> like, you know, he's got the cologne ads and all that sort of stuff. And it's just, everyone's like, you got everything, man. We can't really. Can't, how do you relate to that? You know? Just like get a, turn it down a notch, <laughs> would you, Tommy? Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah, come on. Sure up once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you got, Rob? Oh, he's got so much to complain about. Yeah. From the UC Health Center. If I ever hear that guy UC... complain, I'm going to smack him. Yeah. I know, right? It's just not Hunt fair. Hunt you down. <laughs> <laughs> From the UC Health Traffic Center. Six thirty-seven. Eddie and Rocky, here for a while longer. Lance and Lap at the top of the hour. Little Bengals line. By the way, other football news. The Houston Texans have uh, fired their head coach and general manager uh, combined role by Bill O'Brien. So their own four. And I believe uh, the Dolphins own like their first and second round picks. I remember some kind of goofy trade they made last year, too. So that's uh, not good. Um, what's his name? Tyler Dragon on um, he does Bengals coverage for the Enquirer. He, sure. he put an interesting name out there. Eric Bieniemy maybe as the next head coach gets to, you know Deshaun Watson at quarterback. Oh yeah, be kind of a good thing here. So uh, I know he's been up for a couple of jobs, hadn't he? Including this one, you not get it. Yep. But nevertheless, um, switching gears here though, Ed. You know your our guy Tommy Lee, right? Always. Absolutely. Known as the partier and one hell of a drummer, I might add. Um, so apparently, um, like a lot of folks, were maybe drinking a little bit more during COVID. I think that's safe to say a lot of people did that. Um, but he took it even a little bit further when um, uh, he announced that during uh, kind of the height of COVID, he was drinking up to two gallons of vodka a day, Ed. Now, see, that... <laughs> <laughs> that is unbelievable. I saw that, too, and I was like, I must have misread that. Quote, I literally did nothing. I would just float around and drink all effing day. And what's crazy, I didn't notice it until towards the end of it when I was like, oh, dude, I got to stop. Uh, blah, blah. I was drinking out of boredom. I would just wake up and build vodka and use an eyedropper for cranberry and lemonade and drink literally straight vodka Two gallons, not pints, gallons, and the big handles a day. That's crazy. Another quote. Uh, What's important is I realized, whoa, dude, you're drinking enough to, like, you know, probably die. And I was, it wasn't even phasing me, he admitted. Uh, so I just became immune to it. Now, he, he goes on to talk about how this is the same guy that is um, is claimed or maybe has been confirmed. I don't know who, who has actually had sex during a show, a concert. I, I do not doubt that. I don't doubt that either. I mean, who's going who's gonna to doubt that one? Um, but uh, 
Um, he goes, I, I've been I've been on and off for a long time. He explained about his sobriety. He's now off. He was just celebrating, you know, a certain amount of days, right. whatever. Um, but I go through these phases where I live a different kind of life. I, you know, where I, you know, kind of just go back and forth. Um, you know, I, I go through phases where I want to live a different life and say, screw all the dumb stuff and decide, you know, I'm going to kind of live clean. And then I wound up saying, you know what? I don't want to live like that anymore. I want to have fun and play and be effed up and be stupid. So, yeah, you know, kind of going in out there. I like his life choices. <laughs> <laughs> Makes for good show I mean, topics. Think about that, though. Two gallons of vodka? I, if, I mean, if I drink a fifth of vodka, uh, I would I would fall down that's dead. What, that's the thing, man. I don't know. That, I mean, you know. And the guy's obviously built up a tolerance over the years. But I, I remember... The, the one outrageous one was Jim Morrison was a fifth of whiskey a day, right? And that was that's a ton, right? If you're drinking a fifth of whiskey a day, yeah, not good. Um, but according to uh, Tommy as well, uh, he talked with a doctor, and the doctor did some tests on him, and the doctor said your liver's fine, like you're, there's nothing wrong with your liver. Well, then that, in that case, keep her I going. Go home and Bartender, drink a fifth of vodka tonight. And give me another. Yeah. So anyway. That I I find that again hard to believe. Two gallons in a day. Oh, this song, everybody. Come on, man. Gets it done. Mm. He used to play this right before the kickoffs when I was with the Titans. And you want to talk about getting you fired up, Ed? When this came on, I was ready to run through the wall. It's news time. Seven hundred WLW. Back with Eddie and Rocky. Got Lamp. Lance is going to be on with the lap here at the top of the hour. Little Bengals line for you. But Rock and other news. See now, uh, you in a in a dress. I, I don't think so. No, I, no, not going. I'm uh, not necessarily of that ilk either. But Gucci is putting out a dress for men. Come on, man. It's a tartan kind of a design. It's orange, and it has a little uh, bow on the front of it. And uh, there's like collars. Uh, there's it's uh, it looks like a, a girl's dress, you know, like a little school. looks like a dress. Well, like a, well, a schoolgirl, you know, yeah, like that kind of thing. And so they're putting this dress out to fight the toxic stereotypes that would uh, mold masculine gender identity. Okay, that's what the that's what this thing's out there for. Of course, here's the deal. It costs, and this is in uh, they're putting it out in England to start. Seventeen hundred pounds. Now you and I both know that that is what about? Shoot, I don't know. Twenty five hundred bucks, something like that. Something like that. About, you know, yeah, twenty three, twenty five hundred uh, uh, bucks for this dress. Now. Uh, it better be a damn fine-looking dress. <laughs> That's the truly and, offensive part, actually. It better, it better flatter my figure for twenty five hundred bucks <laughs> before I invest in the uh, in the dress. It's a hundred percent cotton and includes smock embroidery. So there you mean? go. I don't know. I, I I know I'm supposed to say, oh, whatever you want to do, and a guy can wear a dress if he wants, but I, I, I just I'm, it's just not right. There's not. I don't care. Well, I don't. How? 
how does that fight any kind of gender gender identity thing? It's just you're a guy wearing a dress, man. Yeah, it's <laughs> just a little different. Get, you know? What that gets for you? I I don't really know what. It, I mean, look, they're just doing it to to do exactly what it's doing. It's just rile people up. You know what I mean? That's the point of the whole marketing, advertising, dress campaign. Well, if you're if you're going to try to sell it to guys. I don't think twenty five hundred bucks. You know, I'm I don't have twenty five hundred bucks to spend to try to prove a point. <laughs> Dude, well, it's it's kind of like yeah. If, if I'm like, if I'm gonna like, yeah, maybe. What what would it be like to to get a dress? And the first one out there that's marketed towards me is twenty five hundred right. bucks. No, I just borrow some of my yeah. wife's clothes. Yeah, if I got a real strong hankering to put what, on some clothes, I'll just borrow hers. Some men have been doing since the beginning of time. I guess I don't know, man. Just I, don't, I just don't understand much anymore. I don't. <laughs> why the world's why? a crazy place, son? It's totally. uh, I, I can't even imagine. What I also said it suggests you can wear. You know, you put it on over your jeans. You're so you're wearing like your regular jeans and stuff, but you're also you're wearing a dress over it. That's even stupider. Beats me. <laughs> I, I'm just putting it out there. Just putting her out there. <laughs> so, in other news, a 25-year-old woman in Australia had some uh, was having some real problems with migraines and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. And this has been going on for like seven years. She complained of headaches that would occur two or three times a month, and then she was taking migraine medication, uh, and uh, it would it would come and go. So. Finally, she got one of these migraines that lasted for like a week. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, that would drive you nuts. I've drive. never had a migraine. And, and, Neither have I. And, um, but I understand. I it's, know people have had them. They're excruciating. It yeah. is, right, crippling. So she finally went into the doctor and said, yeah, I'm, my head's been pounding for a, for a week. So the examiner discovered that she had a tapeworm larvae in her brain. Oh, man. <laughs> How's that happen? Where where was this at? This is in Australia. She eat something weird. I have no idea. Doesn't say. But yeah, she never traveled any place weird or any of that stuff. But yeah, she That's had a, a tough tapeworm uh, larvae they, in her in her brain. Did they get it out or? Yeah, they they they, they removed it. Exactly. And know. apparently that uh, solved her. That solved her, the issue. Her, oh. her headache problems. Good. Golly. But you ever see some of those videos of people with tapeworms? And they're, I, I saw one last week where that somebody had a tapeworm, and it was like I forget how many feet long. Yeah, and they just but keep pulling just, it out. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's disgusting. Well, what was the old wives' tale about? If you like put a glass of milk by your mouth and you open your mouth up, if you have a tapeworm, it'll come out to get the milk, which is right. absolutely not true. But it was one of those. You heard that right? Like, oh, absolutely, yeah. I did. Yeah. You could you could lure it out of lure your out, throat yeah. with uh I I forget what it was but maybe it was milk yeah it was so milk I don't I, know that's what I always heard and you know save yourself the hassle of the expensive surgery of removing that thing you just get it and get it out yourself you need a glass of milk and time <laughs> can you imagine if that was true like, oh my god oh my god <laughs> it'll work on it. <laughs> Yeah, you're on some here, wormy, 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 yeah. and all of a you're sudden, like, this, dude, there's a big <laughs> worm coming out, and it comes out and just starts like a wave, you know. Oh, oh god, where's the milk? Yeah, get in there.
Anyway. So uh yeah. So so how about this? This is um this woman I'm sure is the envy of many. Um but she she is a woman, she's in Texas in the Woodlands, Texas, right? Really rich, nice area of Texas. Her name's Teresa Romer. And um a while back she sh- uh, shelled out a million bucks to build the closet of her dreams. And it turned out to be a 3,000 square foot, three-story closet that featured what? a champagne bar, full beauty studio, and a, uh, a basically a, 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 like a room, a tasting room, a wine tasting room that held 245 bottles of wine. Uh, but... Um, she must have found a better closet somewhere else because she's now put the house on the market and it's sold uh, for like six and a half million bucks. But she spent a million bucks on the closet. Why do you need a closet that big for? What yeah. you have to have fifty million dollars worth of clothes for well, something I, that big? Looking at some of these pictures, uh, she's doing pretty good in the shoe and handbag department. Ed, um, pretty good on multiple stories of her palatial estate. And what is it with women in shoes? I mean, it's, it's somebody like that's nuts. Right. But women in shoes, how many pair of shoes do you suppose your wife has? Oh, God, too many. Yeah, that's a that's and, 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 and here's my thing. I, I'm, a, I'm at a point where, like, usually, like, once a year, I'll go through. And if I haven't worn something in a, you know, especially a couple right. years, if I haven't worn something a year, I'll think, God, do I? And if I haven't, I'll put it in the bag and it goes off the goodwill or it goes right, down life sure. learning center, whatever. Just kind of, just kind of get, and my, there'll be shoes in my wife's closet that I'll trip over. And I'll be like, right. you haven't worn these since before we were married. Like, how about we just, ah, no, I, I like those ones. I like those ones. So we got to keep those, but uh, maybe there's some other ones we can throw out, but nothing. There's no pair that ever come up that we can throw out. None. Exactly. Oh, I might want to wear this. I might want to wear them. Yeah. Right. I, I have, I think I have, Counting work boots, I have three pair of shoes. I have yeah. I have dress shoes. I have these uh, gym shoes I'm wearing and boots. Right. End of story. Yeah, I got a couple pair of shoes, but but the point is I I wear them. There's no shoes that right. I don't put on for something. Well, there's you know I got a pair to cut the grass in. I got some boots to go hiking in or whatever. Right. And a couple pair of dress shoes and my gym shoes. Bam. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.